and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I am April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... I was waiting for Justin. Oh, it's... he's not here. Oh, my God. Well, who's, it, the, it... who's the other person who's here? Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colin Cunningham. I thought there was like a ghost sitting in Justin's chair or something like that. Yes. Uh, so sickness has befallen the No Such Thing as a Bad Movie <laughs> studio. Uh, really? So, yes. <laughs> so Justin is sick. He is unable to record this week. So, But he is on the mend from what I hear. Yep. So he's doing better. Um, but for this week, it's just going to be me and Colin and the... Uh, the Bad Movie Lottery winner episode will be out next time. Yeah, so, hopefully we're going to record that as soon as Justin's better. Yep. So that so so stay tuned for that. But for this one, we decided to uh, keep the schedule going, and we're going to record a little catch up episode on things that we've been watching lately. Movies and a lot and of some, movies and TV. Movies and some TV shows. There's a lot of a lot of new stuff coming out. It's a lot of content in the world right now. Oh, well, I mean, film right content, now or just always like or, TV content. Well, you're right. Like, I hate when people call it content. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so gross. But like, honestly, there is a lot of movies coming out now because it's Oscar season. Yep. Um, and uh, I haven't seen hardly any of which the means ones it's screener content. season for me. That's right. So we did get some screeners, but most of it is stuff that is on streaming anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of it. But, you know, uh, you get the odd one. That's pretty cool. Well, actually, we'll want to start out with that. One, uh, one movie that we got that we watched via screener that's in theaters right now mm-hmm. is the new Puss in Boots movie. Yeah. Uh, the Last Wish. I think so. Yeah. And it's also in, it's sorry, it's also on streaming. Puss so in you, Boots, The Last Wish Hunter. Yes. <laughs> the Last <laughs> Wish Hunter. Starring Vin Diesel. You can rent it, I believe, you know, for like the twenty five ninety nine or Yeah, or just see it in the theater. Honestly, I would, I would recommend seeing this in the theater. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I wanted to see this in a theater, but it was like, well, we got a screener. It's free. Let's watch it at yeah. home. Um, but... This movie would absolutely benefit from a theater watch with a beautiful sound system and a nice big. I wonder if it's playing in IMAX. No, IMAX right I now is so. nothing but Avatar. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, this one was a real surprise. I mean, I haven't seen any of the Shrek movies. I've had no desire to see them at You're all. Probably fine. I mean, I and if Justin was here, he would say we grew up with Shrek, I which is d- not exactly true. I we did were, not. We <laughs> were like in like grade eight or something when Shrek came out. They have never appealed to me at all. So. I don't blame you. Like they really have, for me, they haven't, they've aged like milk, as you would say. <laughs> I did like the first mm, one. I thought it was very funny milk. when it came out, but I never liked Shrek or Donkey. I yeah. thought they were annoying. And I kind of liked the Fiona character. But like, and then like, the, I thought the kind of the side characters were funny. And I yeah. liked the idea of this like fractured fairy tale yeah. world. All the characters just looked really ugly. Well, in the first one, I, yeah, I mean, just I don't yeah, know. I mean, did it, no, did it honestly, get any better? No, uh, <laughs> going through, not really. But I saw not all the shrugs. I think I tapped out at three, and then I saw like a little bit of four. They just, yeah, they just no, never appealed to me. They kind of just looked like crap. So. Yeah, but and, you know, Puss in Boots, I guess, was in the third or second. The second, the second yep. one. So and he got his own spinoff, which I never saw. So I saw that spinoff. I remember watching it like 
I was working late at night uh, over like I was working like a late night shift at work. So it yeah. was like dark office. And I was like, I'm throwing the Puss in Boots movie on. And I, I liked it because there's a lot of cute cat stuff in it. You of know, course. I'm a big yeah. cat fan. You got Antonio Banderas. He's doing those cute little cats. Speaking of cats. Uh, honestly, cat what more could you want? Antonio Banderas has such a velvety voice. Mm. And you put him in this, uh, this cat character who is essentially Zorro. It's kind of a dumb joke but it's enough now for them to make um two whole movies out of and like appear in the shrek movies yeah so this one i mean i saw the trailer i don't know i wasn't really into it but then i saw the trailer and it was like oh they're doing the spider verse thing i guess the Um, trailer completely convinced me oh i want to see this yeah i was like okay that's interesting they're just ripping off the spider verse style but it's uh the trailer makes it look like the entire movie is that way and it's just a few scenes it's used very sparingly No, it's like all the action scenes and there are a lot but yeah it's it's definitely not the majority of the movie no it's it's maybe 30 percent uh, yeah, if that. But the style of it, like it doesn't look like a photoreal kind of uh, Pixar movie. It has like a kind of painterly style to like the textures. The and art the look style. Of it. Yeah, I wish I knew like painter <laughs> styles. <laughs> it looks like an oil painting. Yeah, it does have a different feel than the other one. So, okay, you know, I was going to give it a chance, uh, whatever. And we, yeah, we got it for free. We checked it out. What a surprise. It was really, really fun. Yeah, I mean, I kind of already knew I wanted to see it and yeah. I had been hearing really positive reviews. Yeah. But I was like, I was blown away. Like, I I mean, I hate to make this comparison, but it was like a Pixar level of like a tight story. And like, honestly, Pixar lately hasn't even been that good. Yeah. It's I like, didn't... like Pixar Renaissance level, I guess. Of, I, yeah, yeah. Like tight story, really good characters. Like, honestly, I can't think of anything I didn't like about the movie. Great voices. Like, Good you know, voice Antonio acting. Banderas. Uh, fuck, what's his nuts? Ray Winstone. Ray Winstone. He's so you got good. Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman and Florence Pugh, who was yeah. the biggest surprise to me because I've never heard her do a British accent, which I believe she is British. So I that think. is her native accent. And she was just so, I don't know charming and yet she's kind of like a mean character a little bit i don't know it's, yeah she's like this character that you're not really sure if she's good she's, or she's bad goldilocks basically and she's got the three bears one of them is uh, ray winstone who has such a good voice I they could, all have cockney accents yeah i could listen to ray winstone talk forever like it's his voice is so good in this and it fits the character so well mm-hmm. and also uh side characters like death you know uh, the the gag is that Puss in Boots is like on his last life, basically. He's, yeah, he's, and he's died eight times. Yeah, and. there's kind of a storyline where everybody wants this wish, and and I was really happy how fast the plot started. Yeah, it really it sets up Puss perfectly, mm-hmm. and then like we get a little bit of his story, and then we're kind of we're we're in this magical forest, like yeah. really fast. John Mulaney is like the bad guy. Uh, yeah, who I've never been a big fan of, but he really. was very good. In yeah, this. he plays it well. And who's he? Uh, little Jack. Corner. Yeah, now Big Jack Horner. <laughs> yeah. And um, stalking Puss the entire way is the death character, which is Wolf, who is played by Wagner Mura, uh, Pablo Escobar from has he, Narcos. Has he done anything else oh, yeah. that I would he know was, him from? Well, not that you would know him from. Is he like a... Um, you know, Latin American actor who's uh, probably been in Brazilian, like a I think. Oh, he, Brazilian, he, cool. he was in a movie called Elite Squad, uh, which mm-hmm. was the director of the Robocop remake. Oh, yes. And the guy who went on to direct Narcos. Oh, cool, um, cool. 
he was in, I think, two Elite Squad movies. He was in Elysium, the Neil Blomkamp movie. Mm-hmm. His voice is so good. His character in this movie is so good. Yes, he's like, he's not really, he's like, he kind of is he's and is kind of death. the Grim Reaper, but he's, he's like. He's actually like a bounty hunter who's after Puss in Boots. Yeah, but like when he shows up, man, it is so, his character is so cool. It's very and, ominous. And like scary when, you know, he, he's just wrecking Puss in Boots. He's like, huge, first of all, in comparison yeah. to this little cat. But they do like they it goes all anime like he's like cutting tables in half the fight just, like, sequences frame yeah and... you flying through the air with like the like uh you know the streaks behind them yeah it's and so cool. uh so speaking of the action sequences how we mentioned how it really only looks like spider-verse in uh frame rate for those those scenes yeah the art style is spider-verse-esque but as we were saying it was more painter mm-hmm. as opposed to comic book yeah but it pulled a reverse James Cameron where there is actually a low frame rate for the action scenes mm-hmm. as opposed to a high frame rate. And I can't tell you how well it worked. And honestly, yeah. it makes you like sit forward and go, whoa, okay, now I'm going to see something really cool. Yeah, it has a very like anime style to it, I think, mm-hmm. especially when uh, Wagner Moore's character shows up. And uh, yeah, and like genuinely kind of scary, like mm-hmm. this character. A very good villain. And, like, and oh man, yeah. this is good. Oh, also Jiminy Cricket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot about him. No one's talking about that. He's like the Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy, He's literally Jimmy doing a Jimmy cricket. Stewart. And like, I forget. Mm-hmm. I looked up like who I forget. Who yeah. does the actor? Who does Jiminy in the original Pinocchio? Who does sound kind of like Jimmy Stewart? A little Stewart, bit, yeah. But this actor is literally doing Jimmy Stewart. And it's so funny yeah he's, yeah, he's on uh, john mulaney's like shoulder, shoulder he's yeah. like oh i'm your conscience and he's like he's horrified by what john mulaney's doing he's like oh my god you're gonna shoot a puppy it was honestly like the comic highlight of really the movie. in a movie that already has lots of funny things yeah and then you have i don't know the actor's name but he plays guillermo in what we do in the shadows yeah i forget his name but he's doing he's been doing a lot of uh, voice acting these days yeah and in, uh, in, in the batman series um he was great he plays this, this, this little chihuahua uh, which i was very worried about when you usually have the cute sidekick the cute innocent sidekick it's not just the cute sidekick it's the annoying sidekick yeah and it's, it's it's annoying to our main characters and believe me he does at first but at first. he grows on them and yeah, he kind of yeah. grows on everybody he's and, really good and yeah, yeah i was very worried and i'm not like a big i've kind of given up on a North American animated movies. Like I haven't watched a Pixar movie. Well, I don't think you've since. been saying that like since I met you. And I would say, don't give up. Uh, just. But you don't watch like non-North American things either. You don't watch a lot of like. No, I Japanese watch Japanese stuff. I watch your like anime shows and you know when I'm around, <laughs> I have no problem with that. We, you one see of them, them sometimes. One of them is on this list. Yeah, but um, I I just have no interest in any of these CG animated films. Like well, look, zero. Look at Turning Red. You know, uh, I yeah, mean that, was, that okay. was fantastic. But it, it's starting to be kind of the minority now that you For find sure. a good one. And yeah. there are other things. There's other animated movies out that I just haven't seen. The Bad Guys. People saying say that is good. The That's like a bunch guys. of animals rob a bank or something. Ugh, so, I but no I know. I know it's hard. It's, it's like, always talking animals. It's hard to. I don't get, care. Well, that's what puss is. Yeah. Well, this is done well. By the way, Selma Hayek is in it, and she's good too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really she's good. Kind of playing a similar character to Puss in Boots, though. So I'm glad they threw that dog in kitty, there. Kitty, kitty, soft paws. Yeah. Um, it it was just a really fun movie, and it was also very heartfelt and like about real thing. Like it's again much like Pinocchio. It's about life and death. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like bloated or I mean, it's like one of those Doesn't movies where yeah they kind of give it to these 
two directors and it's like, eh, nobody kind of expects it to be good or anything. And they, <laughs> they, they, well, I mean, I don't think anyone expected a, a Puss in Boots movie to, to be this like innovative. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. And, uh, it does its own thing, you know, whatever. It doesn't rip off the, the Spider-Verse style entirely, but it no. suits the movie and it does its own thing. It has its own style. I definitely it. would say though, like if you liked Spider-Verse, you would like this. Yeah, um, I mean they're different but they're, audiences. They're, yeah, but they're similar in a lot of ways. And like again, this is like a this is a cartoon for you know older kids and adults. It's not like mm-hmm. I don't I hesitate to say oh this is not for babies, but you know it is like a more mature story. Uh, yeah, kids would be terrified at the wolf. I mean, I was, I was like, well, wow. I mean, I told my sister to let her, uh, children watch, uh, Pinocchio and she was like, yeah, the oldest, she was kind of freaked out when she saw Pinocchio. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's a little too when all the Nazi for, for your four year old. Um, but adults would like it. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a fun movie. It's much, much, much better than it had any reason to be and, and yeah. much better than I expected for sure. So that was, a, this was a little pleasant, peasant. Hello. <laughs> Let me speak again. And this is a pleasant surprise, a little treat, if you will. Absolutely. Um, now what else did we see? We saw, uh, first of all, we saw glass onion in the theater. Yeah. I, I'm really glad we got to see that in a theater. It was fun to watch. Although I saw the first one in a theater too. I did um, not. Uh, although that wasn't a Netflix movie, was it? No, nope. no, that's right. Um, but yeah, it was fun, like kind of getting the, you know, the, the, the reactions of people. It was like a full theater. Yeah. And so it was playing, was it had cool. like a two week run, um, mm. before it came onto Netflix, which is good. It made a ton of cash too in the theater. Uh, but Netflix like pulled it out. They could have kept it going, but they didn't. Yeah. I, uh, I would say it's as good, uh, or maybe even better than the original. I think I'd need to go back and see the original first cause it's been so long. Yeah. It feels very different. It feels a little bit more broad with the content. Comedy. It does feel more broad. And also at the time I was like, I'm tired of like the pandemic being a plot point yeah, in exactly. movies. It's like, <laughs> I know, because this is like, I'm done with this, <laughs> but it just happened. So it's like, I understand why yeah, it, it yeah. had, to, but it's just like, people are Skyping in and yeah, it's just yeah. like, ah, uh, that was one thing that bugged me about the movie. But yeah. overall, I, I definitely enjoyed the And it felt a little story. long too. I think it was like two. I feel like the first one was also long. Um, I feel like this is almost two I don't want to like give hours. away anything about the plot. But, you know, fun characters, uh, definitely some fun, funny dialogue. Oh, yeah, for sure. Daniel Craig is really funny. You get to see him wear a lot of like funny outfits, which is Daniel great. Craig, I think, is like probably the best, the best thing about both these movies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it, it's like he's genuinely funny in this. And you're just like, fuck, he should do more comedy. He's, he's so good. He should. Like he's done comedy a yeah. few times in his career. Yeah. It's just funny to see him like jump into this like whole new kind of franchise. He's like leaving Bond and getting, playing a completely I mean, opposite do you character think that they're gonna keep going like well they're they're already more? doing the third one oh like, like well ryan right? johnson basically netflix gave him a ton of cash i think mm. they bought the the knives out franchise for like 600 million dollars oh or something gosh. so he's gonna do at least another one yeah but if they did one of these every like few years i would be very happy just keep it going i would be happy too but i i want to see it go like i don't know crazier or something like that but i mean mm. at the same time i don't want it to be like a broad like you know studio comedy but like they're like aren't there's hardly any comedies these days you oh, know so it's like hard to, <laughs> it's hard to even so I, I i i still want it to be like a fun mystery but i don't want it to be like too like like a like a cheap shot kind of full of gags but i felt yeah. like this 
it, it created a good balance between it rode the, the line. silliness yeah. and the good mystery stuff. Because all the characters are just so like idiotic over and, the top and over the top yeah <laughs> they're very over the top it's they're, like you know it's they're acting over the top kind of skewering like influencer culture mm-hmm. and uh you know You're like jeff Bezos genius billionaires type. and all this yeah. sort of crap so it's it's a fun he's kind of doing the same thing he's he's going after like you know the rich and powerful and all this yeah, sort of stuff the same which as the i first think is good but there is a little level of smugness to it and i wonder there like, is. where could the mm-hmm. franchise go because uh I, I don't want it to just keep doing the same thing. Yeah, for sure. I think it should maybe... It, it also doesn't necessarily have to have, like, a theme. I just mm-hmm. want to see, like, a fun mystery with some funny characters and good dialogue. Yeah. I, I, I really, really liked... Um, Oh, what was her? She was in Blonde. <laughs> the character from oh, the first movie. Anna de Armas. in the mm-hmm. first movie. Yeah, she was really, really good. you really felt for her character. And you're with her like the whole time. And yeah. there's a similar character in this, but you're not, you don't get her perspective until later. Like later, yeah. yeah. They do a little a similar thing to the first one in which they kind of twist things yeah. up at a certain point, like midway through the first one, I think you kind of find out that, yes, yeah, she actually did. Like, yeah. Or was it, ha- was it, I thought it was like earlier in the movie. It might have been earlier, yeah. yeah. Um, but there is a similar thing in this one where they kind of do a time jump and kind of you recontextualize the yeah, entire which I think, movie up I to the I think works point. for some people and doesn't work for other people yeah. on a narrative level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was okay with it. But at the same time, like, I wish that it was a little more like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was, but I kind of, I don't know. As I said, I was like, Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to go into it because I, I don't want to give any, anything away. Well, I kind of liked like revisiting everything that you'd seen from a different perspective. Back to the Future Two, style. yeah, like that sort of thing. And you know, <laughs> I like that too. Uh, certain conversations that you were kind of confused about before it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, it's interesting. Uh, so uh, it's 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 a fun movie. It was fun seeing it with the full house uh, audience. Was really digging it. Um, yeah, it was good. It was it's it's a fun little ride. I think. Yeah, and they, I'm interested to see more. Oh yeah, if, like I said, if this these came out like every two three years, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. Okay, so that's two new movies. Let's maybe switch to a TV show. A TV show. Well. I really enjoyed the Chippendales show. <laughs> Welcome to Chippendales. something that no one else even seems to know exists or is even talking about. It's just weird. It's on Disney Plus it, in Canada. It stars Kumail Nanjiani. I guess it's a stars show. Yeah. Star oh, or yeah. Hulu, maybe. maybe? Uh, it might be for I people in the States. It's called Welcome to Chippendales, and it's the real-life story of the Chippendales clubs, and it's really interesting. I had no idea any of this happened. Well, the thing is, the first episode... Uh, it talks about that guy who Dan Stevens plays and his girlfriend and her oh, uh, uh, relationship, her husband or relationship with Peter Bogdanovich. Fuck. I actually did know about that because I think I want to say Dorothy. I want to I say um, Justin and Will talked about it on Important Cinema Club because I remember them saying like this because they were, I think they did a Peter Bogdanovich episode and saying this was the guy. Uh, he actually was a founding member of Chippendales. Anyway. You can look up the tragic story. That's in episode one. But the real star of the show is Kumail Dorothy Nanjiani. Dorothy Stratton. That's right, yeah. And Paul Snyder. And it's like a real-life tragedy that is connected to this this story. Yeah, there was a movie called Star 80 that was made about it with uh, yes. Eric Roberts and uh, right. Mariel Hemingway. Oh, did he play the... the, the yes, yeah, okay. and he was great. <laughs> he was such a scumbag. 
Um, but Dan Stevens is great too in this. But yeah, Kumail Nanjiani is so jacked in this. They can't hide it. But they it. have to hide it, but because they he, can't. He, yeah, he got jacked for the Eternals. Uh, so they have him wearing this suit. Here's and, my question. In the 80s, weren't suits baggier? Or is he just so big they can't even put him in a giant suit. I think suit. the guy is a little kind of tubbier in real life. He so is, yeah. Maybe they just had him like wearing bigger suits. But like he'll sit down and you can like see he'll just bend his arm and you can just see his like biceps <laughs> like stretching the suit. He got he got he got swole yeah, for he's the eternal. So jacked and his like just neck muscles are here. Like he, they just can't hide the they fact that he's They never show him without a shirt on. They, they, it's like they go to comical effect to like hide. <laughs> Even <laughs> he's when like he's like sitting behind desks for most of the show. Even when he's in uh, prison, I think wearing like he's got like long sleeves yeah, like course. to hide his arms and stuff. It's really funny. But he's really great as this character. Yeah. And Steve it's, Banerjee. And it's a really interesting story. It's by the same guys who did uh, from the guys who brought you uh, Tam and Pommy. <laughs> Pam and Tommy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Which I watched all of and really enjoyed. Colin, you didn't watch that. Yeah, I watched like um, a part of the first episode. Or I something. enjoyed it. I got the gist. This was, uh, I think this was better. It's just in- more interesting because the story, I had no idea about the backstory of yeah, any the of these shady things. and holy cow on. like the directions it goes are just in, it's just insane yeah and like Juliet Lewis shows up and she's always great and fantastic cast I don't know who the guy is basically it's like yeah. Camille Nanjani plays the guy who kind of started Chippendales but with the help of other people and one of the other guys is, is like choreographer the choreographer who kind of becomes the star of uh, yeah, and he is down and out, and he, you know, sees himself as the savior who makes Chippendales what it Which he became, does. and it's true because while it was successful, he was like, okay, you need better costumes, you need actual dancers, and you need actual routines. Yeah, and he really did innovate what it became, but the you know the rivalry between them yeah. continued until he could perhaps a a a dramatic finale. Yeah, I, it's. <laughs> funny seeing Kumail you know he just could have ridden it out and just let things be but he's just so oh the character jealous and like he wants to be the boss he wants to be the person in charge yeah. and he can't Which, stand the fact that this other guy is making decisions behind his back even though that they're they're good ones he just can't let the power you know yeah go. and like you could say the reason I like this show is that it feels like it, there's enough to be a show. Yeah, You know for how sure. sometimes you watch a show and you're like, well, this didn't need to be 10 episodes. Yeah. This could have been a movie. I like <laughs> the, how they build up because you really got to know Steve and then you also got to know, what was his name, Mike, the other guy? Uh, I, I forget. I forget. But you really got to know where they were coming from, so you understand their characters. Yeah. and uh, It was well told. Yeah, and there's a lot of story in it. Just it just keeps going and you're just like jesus christ like how can this get any crazier how can it get any crazier yeah and i mean it's the it's the 80s there's a lot of cocaine and disco a lot of drugs and 70s 80s uh it's the glitz and glamour of the time yeah you know so i i like stuff set during that time period Mm -hmm. but he always like uh and camille is good he's always so like miserable and intense like he just can't like enjoy he can't get a win <laughs> he like, can't he, even when he gets a win he fucks it up yeah if something isn't his idea and it's successful he, he just gets so angry and you yeah. know it just brings him down like his ego just 
just destroys everything. He's a really good actor. And uh, he was really good in this. It's, uh, it's it was nice to see him get the lead in a series and play like, this like asshole. This, yeah, like, huge who you asshole. do understand? I mean, you understand where he's coming from. He's more I of a guess. fuck up than an asshole. He's a horrible person. Well, well, this. actually, I mean, the things that he did, yeah, they're pretty bad. <laughs> um, but it just all comes from his insecurity. You know what I exactly, mean? He's like yeah. comes from, I think he's like uh, from an Indian family. Um, yeah. Uh, I know he's Steve Banerjee. Yeah. 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 And so it all comes from like, you know, his, his parents and, you know, his need to be successful to like prove to his parents that, you know, he can, he can <sighs> yeah, make me- something of his life. Meanwhile, they think he's, you know, they this, don't, when they find, find out. Yeah, exactly. That he, he's created Chippendales. But it's kind of funny because you think of Chippendales, you're like, well, who was the person that came up with that? <laughs> and like, then what? you find out. Oh, and it's what like, a, you know, fun, not what you would have think. Fun male thought. strippers and like the story behind it. Oh my God. So sorted. Yeah. But it was a fun show. And uh, I'm definitely yeah. Definitely worth a watch. That, if yeah. you don't know anything about the story, like check yeah. it out because I, I had no idea about any of this stuff. All right. Well, what what did we talk about? Uh, another movie that we saw uh, called The Menu. Oh yeah, The Menu. Uh, we unfortunately watched a low res version of it. Don't <laughs> do what we did. Uh, accidentally, we watched like a 720p. <laughs> Maybe it was 1080, but uh, uh, it was it a is, screener. It's it's available exactly, but it's available. Well, we realized later that it was on Disney Plus. <laughs> like the next day, it came out on Disney it's Plus. It's available other places in like so 4K don't, HDR. Don't watch a low res screener if you have one. Yeah, but, um, uh, this is a really good movie. Really fun. Speaking movie. of which, good-looking movie. Yeah, terrific. I, I remember saying, "Oh, they got the the director of Chef's Table to do this because you know the Chef's Table, the um, Netflix show. Oh yeah, we've only watched like a few episodes, but all these like beautiful shots of the food with mm-hmm. these like steam coming off of these <laughs> black marble tables, yeah. and it's just like, ooh. Um, so uh, like, obviously, I'm a I'm a a food fan. I hesitate to use the word foodie because yeah, that's, that's just, just obnoxious. Because then you'd be one of the characters in this yeah. movie. But so, I love how they're not even real foodies. They're yeah, all just jerks. Just fakes. <laughs> so it's like uh, Ray Fiennes is like this famous chef. He's got this uh, private island that, you know, people pay, I think, 1250 bucks a oh, head. Oh, is that what they said? I think Nicholas Holt says that. He says, oh, it's 1250 a head. To, oh, like, yeah. He says it. Get to boated over to this island Taylor. and have this amazing, like, whatever how many course dinner you know blah 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 uh and then like all the characters are kind of revealed on the boat we have like john like we've got uh oh god what's her name the uh, queen's gambit girl oh anna taylor joy oh, thank you very and then much. some other anna actors who uh are judith light from who's the boss oh, yeah i was gonna say nobody i know by name but i guess judith light yeah um, but what I like about this movie is that it's high concept. It's it's one location, mm-hmm. so I don't know what the budget was, but it felt like mid budget, not like this big, huge, high budget thing. They they yeah. were able to just kind of shoot it all in one location. But it never felt cheap. Really good no. cast. Really the good lady acting from uh, uh, the Watchmen. I don't know her name, oh, but the, she was really good. That's right. As yeah. like the kind of Mater D yeah. kind of manager. Oh my God. She's so good. Very strong performances. And I love the the sense that like, obviously I've seen the trailer, so I know things are going to go bad, yeah. but you don't know exactly how, and you're kind of like waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And then it really starts to go crazy. Or like why? Yeah. Yeah. The, the trailer for me, 
it, it kind of looked interesting, but I wasn't really, really excited about it. I wasn't it, it was like a, super excited, but it played TIFF I th- and I was like, oh, I want to see that. Which yeah. of course I didn't because I never go to any The TIFF trailer movies. kind of makes it seem like it's going to be a lot goofier and like, um, I don't know. It makes it seem a little different than what it actually is. So I yeah. was like pleasantly surprised when I saw it. I was like, wow, okay, that was that was a lot darker than I thought. But it is a dark comedy. Sure. I would never call it a drama. Oh, no, um, no, no, It's definitely still fun. Yeah. But yeah, it has more of an edge to it. It was much better than I thought it was going to be. And a I, nihilistic I, edge. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but Ray, Ray I Fiennes mean, is great. I... I I guess I guess we'll not talk about spoilers, but at the end, like it didn't end how I thought it was going no, to happen. No, not at all. I would say, yeah, it was not what I expected. Um, but yeah, Ray Fiennes, he deserves an Oscar nomination for that. He's he's great. It's just so good. I think everyone in the cast is fantastic. He's just top notch. Yeah, I, I would yeah. I would agree. But I mean, a but lot of things like, you don't really get to know like the other guests. It's really just like kind of Nicholas holds an on Taylor Joy, and then we get like a little bits and pieces of the other people. You get to know them and then Ray a little bit and like why they're there. It turns yeah. out like the chef has like a connection to all of these people, and he's brought them there for. <laughs> I just a, remembered a what his connection reason. to John Leguizamo was. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about. John Leguizamo that. plays this like sleazy. He's, he's kind of... basically John Leguizamo, only well, if he was no. a worse actor. He's kind of like a washed up like actor <laughs> who's who... like, I'm getting into uh, a reality TV. I'm going to host a travel show where yeah. I go around and eat food. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, that's he's washed up. That's where he yeah. is at her. It kind of just career. turns out that everybody is like kind of a scumbag or has that uh, really don't care about food. They only see it as a status symbol. Yeah, and it's like Nicholas Hold is like this sort of Instagram. He's got to like take pictures for the social media, His, even though. Even, what happens with you're his forbidden. character was so funny because you Ugh. think that he is the one person that really appreciates food yeah. because he does in a sense, but then I get to a point where I realized he's never cooked a day in his life. Yeah. He's so rich. He actually doesn't know about cooking. He oh, yeah. thinks he knows about food and preparation, but really he only knows it on a surface Superficial level. level. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Ray Fiennes makes some... <laughs> <laughs> he makes him cook in the kitchen. He makes him do a cooking demonstration for <laughs> the entire like so chef funny. staff, and it's so humiliating. Oh my uh, god! Nicholas Holt is also he's just so good, and it, you're just like, peach. oh, you can just feel. You, I have like secondhand embarrassment for <laughs> yeah. people. It's just so awful, and you're like, oh my god, I feel so bad for him. But you know, it kind of is a, a douchebag. So yeah, uh, whatever. Really, really good movie. It's on. Watch it on Disney Plus. It's 4K. And HDR, don't be like us. Watch <laughs> yeah. a shitty version. Um, although I wonder if it is on Disney Plus for those people Probably in the not. States. I guess it'd be Hulu. I don't know. Up in Maybe Canada, Disney HBO Plus Max. is like a, it's like the Wild West up here. It's, it's like, like the catch-all of everything <laughs> else. And then we also have something called Crave, so we get new things on that. Yeah, so we have um, like Pam and Tommy and Chippendales and stuff on, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus, yeah, which, which is are funny. like just full of sex and drugs and dicks and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't see dicks in uh, Chippendales. Wait. Did you? Actually, uh, I think maybe you did. Maybe you did. Yeah. A lot of sex. Um, okay, so... Pam and Tommy definitely did. We're, we've mostly just talked about things that we like. I just want to shortly mention one thing that we started off liking, but then we kind of fell off one, which was the Willow TV show. Willow. We watched, I think, the first, oh, like, four episodes. I was... So we, we really tried. But yeah. we got to a point where I was just like, Oh, I just I don't care anymore. Yeah. And I feel bad because it had potential. It's, it's a weird show. It's... Um, 
first of all, it's Disney Plus. Beautiful looking. <laughs> de- de- definitely on Disney Plus. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was a, it's a Ron Howard Disney Disney joint. No, I've never actually seen the original Willow, and I would like to watch it someday. It's good. It's a, it's a fun little movie. And, um, yeah, so I was kind of excited about this. Not excited, but, you know, like, oh. Interested. Oh, Willow, you know. And it's good to see, like, a fantasy movie that, or a show that, that I don't know, doesn't look dour and miserable no, and dark. No, no, it's bright and colorful, even though... There are, you know, dark. There's, there's one, an, dark, one episode. There's where one it's episode, like, yeah, where they go to like a haunted <laughs> they're castle. They're in like a crypt, like the whole episode. Yeah, and uh, but it's very, it's interesting. So it's very bright and beautiful looking. Uh, it's got a very interesting cast. It's got uh, Warwick Davis comes back. It's yeah, got, who's, who's great? Uh, who's the guy? Oh, I don't know anyone's name. They're all like actors you've maybe seen in other things. Uh, like the but, Indian kid from um, um, Grand Budapest. And oh yeah, I forgot he was in it. Yeah, he's good. Um, um, yeah, he so was in the Spider-Man movies too. That's right. Oh yeah, um, as a uh, Flash, Tom, Flash Thompson, Tom, uh, Thomas. Thomas? I, don't I, I don't know the names of the characters. Um, but so the good actors. Um, but it's very like um, they're they're speaking contemporarily. Yeah, it's very like anachronistic dialogue. So yeah. everybody it is like, kind hey, of, bro, or you know, yeah. Stuff like it's, that. So it's very weird. It's a little like, well, that happened. Yeah, and also some of the characters I liked, and other ones I just found annoying after a while. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it, it's one of those shows. I don't know. I, it didn't keep me engaged for for the entire show I think yeah I was kind of like okay this is interesting and then it, it just sort of it wasn't good enough it kind of wore me down and it wasn't uh I don't know it wasn't compelling enough to keep going yeah I and think. I mean I know after like four or maybe even five episodes it was like okay I know what the plot is I don't really care to see it you know what I mean I know I think mm-hmm. I feel like I know where it's going and I'm just not that interested yeah not to say it wasn't well done I think everything is production like, wise production wise it looks good. amazing like it's and I like really that re- there's magic and I and I like that Warwick Davis is back playing a, a you know a beloved character but and Joanne Wally Kilmer uh yeah. Paul Kilmer's ex she's, she's back she's back briefly um, maybe she comes back in later it's episodes. still going so i don't know if they're if they're gonna have like a val they keep mentioning val's character mad mardigan but well uh, we won't know because we're not watching it yeah um, i'm sure the internet will be a buzz if, if he comes back if anyone for, is watching it though i had yeah. never heard not hearing anybody talk about it yeah it's a weird show it's so i don't know it wasn't my bag i, I wanted to like it. it we definitely gave it, it more of a chance yeah it might play better for uh i don't know a younger audience maybe yeah, or something maybe. Uh, we've got one of, what was his name the dad from the witch he's yeah a, i was meant to, i i don't remember his name yeah, i want to say something good. arcus he's kind of like no the idea. bad guy <laughs> sort of bad guy quote unquote but yeah. uh yeah i don't know check it out it wasn't really for us but you might like it there, there's things to like about it now how about the last of us Oh yeah! Speaking I hear of dour, it broke the video game <laughs> oh, movie God, curse. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of dour things, so I didn't want to watch this show because I don't want to watch dark, depressing things. You saw me play the second game. Honestly, I just listened to you play and that game, and it was a nightmare. I don't blame you because <laughs> I did not care for that game very much. Yeah, um, I loved the first one. Like it's you know played it many many times. It's one of my favorite. It's games. a favorite of many many people, yes. and I totally get why they are making the show because it's like the most popular, one of the most popular video games probably, I guess of all time. Yeah, and you know <laughs> I don't know. It's some people's bag. Some people think it's you know just too much story and blah blah blah. But I think that's what you know that's what I liked about the the game. It was just well, the characters. Okay, how much gameplay is in this game? 
that there is. Just, is it more cutscene than than gameplay? No, 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 no. And the, okay. there, there's not a lot of cutscenes. It's actually the characters talk while you're playing the game. Oh, so yeah, neat. It, it kind of builds that way, even though there are kind of cutscenes. But it's, it's and okay. So because I've never played the game, is it like puzzle solving and like shoot first person shooting? First person stuff? shooter stealth. Uh, stuff, with yeah. some minor puzzle stuff, like you'll have to do mm. something to cross a, a, a river bridge. or something. <laughs> One character will have to swim over and bring something back. Another yeah. character can't swim. Da, Basic da, 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 da. stuff, but but well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It must because it's like a super popular. Yeah, game. very well done. Um, yeah, if you like crafting uh, type stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, great characters, great story. Uh, Dude, does like what you, does like what you do affect the story, or is it more like there's really only one way? There's one there's way. One, there's yeah, there's it's, one. It's, you know, it's very linear line. in that respect, but you know, uh, the the ending is fantastic. Like it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Second game, I I wasn't really into. I played it very late after all the kind of hubbub had died about it. You mm-hmm. know, everybody was hating on it for a while. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, let's like give it a shot kind of liked it up to a point and then uh, it just sort of kept going and going and going and it just became like misery porn yeah and i i a slog just a slog to get through especially when you you kind of switch characters at one point and the second half just kept going for so long um mm. that i was just tired yeah of i think it. i was like in the back room reading and i could just hear like yeah Oh, the horrible <laughs> sounds of people <laughs> like going, getting, fighting getting, either getting zombies or fighting, like fighting or drowning. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, oh my God. Yeah, I think it just goes on far too long. And I think you can't identify with the characters anymore. Like they just mm-hmm. do things that are just so crazy and like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And I've just. Well, maybe that's something they'll fix in the TV show. If it, well, <laughs> you I think it's going to make it to the second well, game? Well, here's the thing about the show is, so I, you know, the first episode is out. Uh, it's pretty much exactly like the game. So I don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to, I don't know how much they're going to deviate, if at all. But it's beat for beat the same story. The locations all look the same. The characters look the same. There's some added stuff, you know, here and there that just to flesh things out a bit. But nothing deviates from the game. So having played so far. having played the first game, yeah. do you feel like uh, that story yeah. would be well adapted into a TV show without them changing much? Absolutely. But here's the thing, and here's the issue that I had with it. It's so much like the game. Like we're not talking about, hey, it's a you know, Super Mario game. <laughs> you know, how, how's that going to be made into a movie? <laughs> Um, we're talking about this is a narrative based this narrative game, game yeah. where you know it's uh, the, the graphics are very real. It's got a full script. It's got amazing acting. So if you're just translating that to TV and just doing exactly mm. the same thing, um, there's really no there's nothing there to kind of surprise me as as a person who's played the game. You know what? You're just I, sort of watching something. It's like just watching the game without the being able to play the yeah, game. Yeah, it's like, you know what I was just reminded of? The Disney live-action sequel uh, uh, remakes. Because it's like, yeah. you know what I want to see? Something that was animated in real, uh, in real, in, in live-action. Yeah. And it's like, what is the point of that? But 
as I said the other day, mm-hmm. I think the point of this is there are tons of people who did not play the game who have no idea that this yeah, even yeah. was a game. Yeah. So sp- it, people who have HBO in that respect, they'd probably like, love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great looking show. They did it very well. It's very true to the game. Uh, and I think there is an audience for people who have played the game who just want, the, as I was just saying about the Disney thing, they just want to see it done with real actors. But uh, if it doesn't, uh, is it going to look better than the game? Because if it's not, then there's, I really don't think there's a point. Well, I mean, it's it's live action. Bigger budget? I guess, but the game already has it's like a huge action, budget. It's live action, but I was saying to my friend the other day, like, big environments, you know, that are like, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic or whatever, there are, if this is in a show, mm-hmm. it it's not real. It's a, it's a VFX. Right. In a TV show. Right. So it was a VFX in the game, and now it's a VFX in the TV show. Yeah, but, but the it thing can't is... be the same, right? It's gonna look a li- even more. F- that's the thing. Wasn't the game already photorealistic? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? Exactly. So there's barely a kind <laughs> a of translation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe it's a little more sophisticated because when did that game come out? What, 2013? Well, it was or? remade like twice. So it came out on <laughs> the, the original. PS3. The original came out on the PS3, and then it was mm. remade for the. Uh, or sorry, remastered for the PS4. Yes. And then recently they remade it like from ground like, up like for the PS5. Like with all new graphics. Yeah. Um, so it's Ooh. even better looking now on the PS5 than it was, you know, on the PS3. So um, so now there's even less of a, of a difference between that and like the TV show. But, you know, I don't know for me, I was kind of like half watching it almost because I knew what was coming and yeah. it was shot exactly the same and you know it was, you kind of know there, there's when there's no surprises you kind of just i don't know lose yeah interest. i know what you mean i mean i mean I, I you say that but it's like we watch movies but we've seen before we watch tv shows that we know what happens if we've seen before yeah um but i don't know it's just one of those things if it's just going to do that if it's going to be exactly like the game then i, I just rather play the game i think maybe the people who made it are worried that the fans would revolt if it's changed too yeah much, so it's a fine know? line to walk it's like what do you do do you be so beholden to the game that you just do it exactly or yeah you know, and i believe do... i mean people are afraid of gamers because we all know God they Almighty. can have the worst large negative effects on things all fandoms are toxic and yeah horrible. i mean yeah they're the worst um so yeah well we'll see we'll see how it goes if they if they maybe do the side, keep it like uh, similar to the game but kind of flesh it out a little more like they did in the first episode. It might be... I think that would be good. Use this medium as an opportunity to do things that you couldn't do in a game. Yeah. You know, maybe add some flashbacks or go crazy. Like, you no, know. I mean, you can do that in a game. They do it in the games, actually. I guess, I guess <laughs> they, they can do anything. <laughs> they, they can, can do, do anything. It. Except in a game, you can put gameplay in. Exactly. <laughs> in you a can movie, actually, you can. You can actually do the things. Or so. a TV show. We'll see where they go with it. Um, um, but yeah, it's well done. I mean, the actors are great. It looks great. It's by the, uh, the creators of Chernobyl. So, you know, happy fun times. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, TV shows that are based on video games, there's one that has been popping up on a lot of people's, uh, best of year end lists, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in general for things that people really, really love, which is Velma. No, wait, uh, sorry. The Keanu Reeves <laughs> video game. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 
20 something. What 20, was the name of it? <laughs> I can't remember. 2029, 20, I don't know, whatever. No, a game we did not play. I did not play it because it was so fucking broken when it came out. <laughs> Nobody could play when it. When even was that? Like two years ago? No, no. I think it was like last year or something oh. like that. Um, I never played it. I probably never will because I do not want to support CD Projekt Red because they're scumbags because they knew they released a broken game, yeah. especially on the PS4. This pissed me off so much. Uh, is they refused to let reviewers use their own footage of the PS4 game. Hey, that is, that's insane. To show that it's broken, they made them use pre-recorded clips that they supplied. Uh, that's just and So they lying. knew the game was broken and didn't work, and they did not tell anybody, and they wouldn't allow anybody to tell anybody. So people it's bought whack. it. I know that is scumbaggery at yeah. the highest level. It's like Sony had to call them out and banned the game from the PlayStation Store. <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure what the relationship is between the makers of this anime and CD Projekt Red. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how this even really became to be. I didn't do any research on it. I have a feeling it might be just like the Animatrix, where it's kind of like, hey, let's you know, here's the world we created. Uh, but do you think like that like who like whose idea was it to to make a tv show or maybe was this anime uh production company like we want to make this tv show maybe uh, who, it was, i don't know it, it, maybe it was like you know during the development of the game or something like that yeah like you know may, tell some stories in this world you know here's the world that we created if that's the case it should have came out before the game right uh, to hi- hype people up i guess although that's not how it happened with Animatrix, you're right. It was like, we want more Matrix. Although, wasn't that in between the, the sequels and the first one? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it yes. was hyping people up. It, yeah, it was. And it's kind of like, you know, let let our favorite anime directors like play in our world yeah. sort of thing. I but mean, this one is one continuous story. It's not like multiple uh, stories like yes, Animatrix. Yes, and it's one, yeah, one production company doing yeah. everything, animating everything. And it's really cool. It's really good. So I had heard such good things about this. I was like, and then I kept forgetting to watch it. Yeah. So we only just started watching it last week. And uh, I think we still have one or two episodes left. I think so, at least two. But it's a really great show. It's definitely in the hyper-violent action show of anime. Oh, yeah, big time. (laughs) But um, I like all kinds of anime. I watch a big, a large variety. I like slice-of-life stuff. I watch maybe a little bit of romance stuff. I love... I love cute things. I also like ser- I like dramas. I love mysteries, and I also I, I like super violent action stuff too. This is very similar to Psychopaths, which is like a cyberpunk. Uh, sorry, neo neo noir future where mm-hmm. cops have guns that like they point at criminals, and it basically it's kind of like Judge Dredd. And yeah. It like judges them. Oh, guilty, and then it like goes <laughs> off. So and like there's a whole like conspiracy over where the guns come from. See, so yeah, like so it's many like that kind of world. So many genres uh in in anime which is amazing yeah oh also sports anime i like i know it's crazy anime i'm so jealous because they have like animes about everything pretty much and then you know other genres don't have north american fucking cg animation it's like another talking animal movie another talking animal child comedy yeah although i mean there are tropes that you see a bajillion times anime as well every they all take place in high school and it all stars teenagers but there's different stuff too there's enough different stuff that keeps you going um but like i really fell off of anime in the last half of the year for whatever reason and um this was like wow 
it was so well animated. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool looking and like it's got so much style and energy. Fun music. Um, Fun music, yeah. Is a like lot of f- characters and I. It's a it's kind of a lot of plot that I found a little bit confusing. I have a feeling like if we watched the dub, I probably would have been less confused. Um, You're kind of doing things a, well, and like trying to watch a little bit, and there's like a lot of subtitles to read. And also, we're kind of watching it over like very randomly. We're we're watching we episodes. We watched it kind of in three chunks. Yeah, and then like, oh yeah, shit, we should watch that again. And we haven't watched. There's it no in a recap. While. So, yeah, so. <laughs> but that that aside, it's a good it's a good story about you know just this young kid who has some kind of tragedy kind of befall him, and he decides to be a bounty hunter basically. Get in with these like criminals who you know all have like kind of cybernetic enhancements yeah and, stuff like and that. i have to say after you know watching what we have of the show this list looks like a video game i'd like to play yeah i don't know if it has anything to do with the video game though other but than being least, in the world like, you get to have chrome you know yeah, attachments yeah, sure. and you probably do cool but stuff none of these characters no like I, I i i which is I what i've heard yeah i don't know and i will never know because i will never give them money but it goes to show you, like, you could take the basics of a world that is made for any medium, movie, video game, book, poem, whatever, mm-hmm. and you can make it into something else. And this is a case of it really working. Yeah, for sure. Probably uh, getting much better reviews than the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, show. most, not a lot of animes are yeah. based on mangas. Yeah. So, like, that's comic book to, to anime. Mm-hmm. And I, this is, like, wow, like... I have no don't know anything about the game, but I think that that is kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, it's an, it's a cool world. It's kind of been done before, but not exactly in this yeah. way that I've seen. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's just I don't know. It's just told very well. The animation is great. It is very very violent. It doesn't know? get super violent until like the second half. Yeah, but although I mean, there's violence. Second the half, like too. the first episode. Like yeah, second but episode. it's like fun violence, and then it's like serious. You know, like violence. heads are exploding, yeah. bodies are. It exploding. doesn't get insane until I think that like fourth or fifth episode, oh, okay. where yeah, with heads like flying off and like blood spray doing the big like you know yeah. anime thing. Uh, but it's yeah, on Netflix. really good show. So I don't know. Check it out if you were kind of hesitant because you weren't a fan of cyberpunk. The yeah, game. Or, I bet you there's a lot of people out here who didn't even know about it. I, but yeah. it's getting a lot of word of mouth. So yeah, yeah, uh, which is um, you know how we kind of found out about it. But. Honestly, I get so annoyed with the anime on Netflix because it's not advertised yeah. and i it should be all over that's my like feed. netflix though that's know, anything on netflix because i watch anime on netflix and it's like i i i just discovered the other day there's a cool show on there that i had never even heard of and it's, it had been out for three years it's not just anime it's everything yeah. like literally <laughs> it's everything on the platform the biggest netflix movie released you'll go to like netflix day of release you will not it's see not it anywhere you'll have to hunt for it well they pick and choose so like ryan johnson must be you know affiliated or money or whatever so glass onion always pops up harry and megan always pops up yeah because they pay tons of cash that's it it. (laughs) you know so otherwise you can totally miss stuff which yeah don't like that yeah you gotta go hunting for stuff on netflix which is too sad i'm so glad i didn't get into that 1899 show or whatever the hell it was canceled it's canceled it's like don't ever like a show on netflix it'll be canceled which is you know, I don't know if they're going to do another season of Cyberpunk Edge Runners, but I sure hope so. I haven't seen how it ends though. Canceled. So maybe it's oh, okay. it's already been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was greenlit and then canceled five minutes later. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, we got a few more things. Well, well, we can talk. One big thing is the White Lotus season two that we watched. Yeah. Uh, 
I liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Um, no, I, we haven't seen the I first season. I haven't seen season one, but I, it's a self-contained story, so yeah. I really don't think I need to see it. Um, I kind of feel like it's not like... I don't know if it really lived up to the hype, mm-hmm. but I did really enjoy it. Yeah. And like people were saying, like, it gets crazy. It doesn't it, get it crazy. It does not get that crazy. <laughs> but it is fun. It is fun. I like... Uh, so yeah, this is like a self-contained show. It takes place each season at like the White Lotus Resort. Yeah, it's like a chain a certain, resort. Yeah. yeah. So the first season was in Hawaii. I think it's Hawaii. We kind of watched like a half of the first episode, and it wasn't. Yeah, really... and it didn't really grab me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that show did win a lot of accolades. People mm-hmm. liked it. Good enough for it to get a season Jennifer two. Jennifer Coolidge. And then people really, really liked season two. So it's like, okay, let's watch this. And we binged it in two days. Yeah. I am very happy that I binged it because I feel like I would be a little annoyed watching it week to week because not a lot happens in one episode, especially yeah. in those earlier ones. It's all just set up and it is like, it's very slow burn, but yeah. there's a lot of really, really good things in this that like, it's a solid show. I don't think it's like my favorite show. No, or no. And, and the thing about it is I was kind of thinking about it. It's not really, there isn't a whole lot of plot or there's no twists and turns really. It's well, kind of, if you take every story yeah. individually and talk about what happens in it, yeah. it's not that Crazy. Interesting. Yeah. But when they're kind of interweaving, it's fun. It, it is know? fun. It keeps the energy going. So when the it's characters just... are interacting with each other and then they would will leave each other and, and branch off and then maybe kind of come back. Yeah. Um, but there isn't like any crazy reveals or any of the sort of this really. stuff. Not really. You know, it's not that kind of maybe thing. Maybe a little bit like on the last episode, you know, regarding to the Jennifer Coolidge character. Yeah, a little but bit. But the other characters, it's like it's not that insane, but no. what happens? And it's not that I couldn't guess what was going to happen. Yeah. And I kind of kept waiting for more kind of crazier stuff to happen. Like the Aubrey Plaza couple thing. It's really just kind of an average drama. Like drama, yeah. And I was like calling everything that was going to happen. Like, right But I still enjoyed watching it. For sure. It's like an enjoyable um, show. It's not like mind-blowing. What I anything. really like about it is its use of music, tension. Yep. Um, fun B-roll of like the ocean CGI seagulls. Lots um, of CGI birds. Uh, F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham is <laughs> great. great. Um, Very underused though. I wanted di- more of the him. The dialogue was really funny. Yeah. And I really do give props to Mike White because he really, he knows how to write realistic sounding conversations. Yeah. And this is heightened. Of course it's heightened. It's a drama on HBO. But it felt natural to mm-hmm. me in a way that you don't feel necessarily on other shows. Uh, and it was funny. It was really funny. Uh, a ton of sex. Talking about dicks. Some there dicks. were a few dicks. Um, some dicks yeah, the Jennifer this. Coolidge character is hilarious. Yeah, she's uh, very funny. I get why people have been talking about her so much. She's yeah, very, she's kind of like the funny. standout like kind of character, comedic character yeah. in the in the show, I think. I don't know. I I would agree. Um, but there I, I, aren't a lot of other big characters. No, they're medium characters. Yeah, and I'm still kind of processing it because we kind of like just watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to kind of be into like a relationship drama show. Yeah, which I it's because it's you know much like a lot of HBO shows, it's just a soap opera. But I was like sitting there being like, I want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. So that's why we watched it all in two nights. Yeah, and that's like. 
<laughs> we did the same thing with Succession. It's like, well, everyone's talking about this show. No, that's oh, a fucking oh, show. Oh my god, we've watched two seasons well, in that, a week. <laughs> that's like one of those shows where you're just like, holy shit, they can't stop watching. It's amazing. I know. This I, is not that, and no. don't don't go in expecting anything mind blowing or whatever. It's just like a, a it's a slow burn, enjoyable uh, enjoyable drama watch. with definitely some some funny moments. Yeah, I would yeah. call it like. Um, 50% comedy, 50% drama, maybe more drama. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I would say so. But yeah, it's a fun watch. Check it out. Don't, I would check it out, yeah. Yeah, don't expect your mind to explode. It's a, I like the Italy location, Sicily. It, it's nice watching the, it's the location nice, stuff. Yeah, it, that is, it's very that beautiful. is a part of it, especially right now in, in the dead of winter over yeah, here. Yeah, if it was set it's at freezing. some like crappy hotel in like, I don't know. New Jersey or something. <laughs> <laughs> White Lotus, it, New Jersey. It wouldn't we're be the same. Yeah, where are they going to go next? Up, we're, we're opening up a White Lotus in New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, season three. Might have fallen off the back of a truck. What do you care? But uh, if anyone watching is a Survivor fan, there's uh, uh, two Survive, Survivor contestants in the opening scene of White Lotus season two. Because uh, Mike, Mike White was, he on, was Survivor. on He was on Survivor, David versus Goliath, which I think was three or four, uh, four seasons ago. And I did the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, snap in point. Yeah. And because two, two of his cast members, who he was in an alliance with, actually, were uh, in that opening scene, which uh. was so cool. <laughs> and I'm the only person who watches Survivor anymore, apparently, other than like millions of other viewers. But the only person I, I know personally. Uh, another show, speaking of which, that you just started watching because you haven't seen the entire thing is Mr. Show. We were watching that. Oh on yes. Crave. So Mr. Show's hilarious. Yeah. It's... But I mean, the uh, we kind of. <laughs> We kept like watching it. I think after we've like had drinks, so yeah. I think we ended up watching season three like three times. And I'm just like, Not wait a minute, times. I've seen this. So now we're on season four, and it, oh my god, every sketch is yeah, like it's pretty great. A, a complete home run. I had all the the DVDs when these first came out, like years and years ago. It's funny because I found out about the show because my friend gave me all copies of them on VHS. <laughs> it's like when it's somebody says, "Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> turn around <laughs> and play the tape." Yeah. Um yeah, so I watched them on VHS and then they all you know like got DVD releases, which is fantastic. So I had all the DVDs, listened to all the commentaries, yeah. I have the book, what happened. Where they talk about every sketch. Yeah, it was certain by Bob. Did you listen Bob? to the commentaries? Oh, yeah. I love the commentaries. They're so funny. I heard it's all just Bob Odenkirk saying, well, this is not what I wanted. And Pretty this much. is not funny. And, yeah. and this didn't work out. Yeah, and but I have he, regrets. He's kind of like all like <laughs> negative on everything because he's such a perfectionist. But then, yeah, they have all the cast there, like Paul F. Tompkins and Jay Johnson and, you know, uh, David Cross, everybody. So they all kind of riff. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, some episodes, I think like during some skits that Bob hates, like a couple of people will like improv dialogue. So if you like watch it, it, yeah, yeah. it's really Wait, funny. Wait, do you still have these DVDs? No, no, ah. I gave them away. It's, I know. It Maybe sucks. I can rent them from the library. Uh, library. <laughs> uh, but classic, classic show. It's really funny. So we're almost finished. Like we've got about four episodes uh, left. Yeah, I think, and so what do you four. think about the newer season that's on Netflix? It was pretty good. I don't remember much about it. It was probably the same thing. It was like you watched it really fast and then it was... Yeah, and I think it was it. only like a few episodes. It was I want to like, say that like when we first met, we put it on late one night and I was like, oh, I've never seen Mr. Show. And I remember like a 
base sketch. I can't remember. I can't remember, I remember any sketches. I think yeah. I have a feeling it was only like three or four episodes, if that. Okay. And then well, one it's like it's gotta still be on Netflix. Oh yeah, it's not like and then take it off. one making up episode. And I remember liking it and thinking, oh yeah, it just feels like the old. It feels like these sketches could be in the old show. You know what I mean? Well, that's nice. Uh, so I'll have to rewatch it and, and see what I think. But yeah, a classic show. Um, another thing we watched that uh, was uh, kind of like a newer movie that was playing at the indie festivals was Deadstream. Um, oh yeah, we should talk about Deadstream because uh, you really wanted to watch this. I did. And you I'd were heard... the one who told me about well, it. Well, I'd been hearing about it. Uh, I think it played Midnight Madness at TIFF. I don't remember. Might have been After Dark. Might have been After Dark. I can't remember. But um, yeah, everybody was like talking about it. It's about kind of like a I don't know, like a a streamer, a streamer um who's gonna do like an overnight stream in this haunted house or now was this a shutter movie uh it might have been picked up by Shutter. i feel like this was where this was available Um, maybe but it it, when did it come out 2021 no no it was think it was just last year it was playing at festivals yeah so (laughs) when you told me about it i was like oh is it like like uh one of those um like found footage movies? <laughs> Not or found footage movies, screen movies, you know, like searching oh, or unfriended. I see. And where they take place just quite on like. sure, but uh, no, it's not. It's more like uh, Blair Witch, uh-huh. where it's a, it's a POV. But and a I was comedy. Like, oh. Yeah. Um, and I'm very much glad it was because mm-hmm. that's more interesting to me. It's more fun. They get the chance to do kind of more crazy things, you know. There's a lot of good gags. Some. some like the 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 streamer kind Good of sets low budget up, effects. Yeah, he kind of sets up these like remote cams and rooms, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got his his laptop that he can or his like iPad that he can control all the cameras, so you can cut back and forth between these multiple cameras, and it kind of makes sense in the world. Yeah. So you're not wondering like how is he getting like this exactly. Angle? It felt like okay, this guy could really do this. It yeah, felt real, yeah. and it makes it sort of more interesting. You can get all these different angles, but uh, it's kind of it's it's very fun. It's it's a good watch. It's definitely a horror comedy um the main character is a bit much but he's a bit like i I was okay with him he's carrying this whole movie on his shoulders he does wrote and co-directed it i I think think. so yeah Yeah. and um yeah he's a bit like shrill at times and i think it can kind of grate on you but i think i grew to like him as it went along but the thing is you're actually not supposed to like him because he's he's a jerk and then like things about him become revealed where oh he's actually a terrible yeah he's got like a kind of as all influences are right influencers (laughs) um but it's yeah it's funny it's just got a Good little premise, like good execution. Some uh, fun uh, monster, uh, like makeup stuff that is very low budget, and mm-hmm. that gives it charm. Yeah, like, it's good. I like I like that I, I can see like uh, you know a, kind of a rubber mask and be like, I I can I can see what they're going for, and it's pretty good. You said it was like a movie that you could picture you and your friends making. Yeah, after you watched it, but basically not, yes, not in a negative way. In a no, very good way. in a great way. Yeah, um, I love stuff like that. To be honest, yeah, it's, if, it's, I, if it makes me feel kind of that kind of uh, charm. Yeah, uh, that it's not like some big. St- I'd rather see that any day than a big studio movie that producers have had their hands in and and ruined the vision of the directors. This is just like this small group of people did really good yeah. with what they were This would have do. done well at, like uh, uh, seeing it in a festival in like a theater with, I would love like, to a, see this like at a horror This fest. would have killed yeah Yeah um, Yeah really fun check it out um, and then another dead movie 
which you hadn't seen before. Okay, Dead Calm. Dead Calm. All right, we're going to close off with this because this is not a new movie. In fact, <laughs> isn't it from 1980 or something? I think it's like 89, maybe. Oh, yeah. shit, it's almost the 90s? I think no, so. I think it's like mid-80s. I don't... Oh, no, maybe it's maybe. not. All I'm saying, I'm just saying this because Nicole Kidman was so young. She's like she 22, like 22. 23. <laughs> But yeah, it's like Sam Neill, Nicole Kidman, and Billy Zane, pretty much. It's like a three-person movie. Yeah, uh, it was a really fun... Uh, horror uh i would call it a thriller on the sea yeah uh yeah it's it's really good so like nicole came in and sam neil are married they go on this this little uh they have a yacht and they're kind of on a very large yacht a grief vacation yeah um, much um, like antichrist yeah and then although they, it's not that dark <laughs> they kind of come across uh, uh like this sinking ship and billy zane is like rowing to their boat and that ship looks like a pirate ship it does why <laughs> um but it's kind of a mystery because like billy zane shows up he has a story that they're not sure if they buy sam neil goes to the ship to investigate and he finds all this weird shit and then he's stranded mm-hmm. uh, and they take off so it's pretty much billy zane and nicole kidman kind and of zane is like a psychopath he's crazy zane yeah he's so <laughs> crazy sw- zane <laughs> he's so sweaty he's in zane <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's obviously hot. It's Australia, right? He, I, well, I don't know where there's yeah. It, they're it's sailing Australian from movie. Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is so sweaty, so sweaty in this movie. It's great. At one point, he's like banging on a door, and he makes the door sweaty from all his sweat, <laughs> like on his hand. He's um, a method actor. Yeah, and it's just about you know, kind of Nicole Kidman trying to like. She's trying to navigate in more ways than one yeah his personality trying to make because he kind of like likes her he's like forget about your husband you're with me now and we're gonna live our life together and oh. she's like oh my god so and she finds a way to communicate with sam neil who's on a ship as you mentioned that's sinking yeah and there's like a, this so there's this ticking clock element it was really fun it's very well done uh and it's just a good an example of like just a good well shot uh well scripted movie it's like simple tight, simple story simple story three people but just like really tense and good it's got a lot of like good Didn't elements the george miller yeah uh, produce, that's right george this? miller produced it yeah uh, uh mad max which i can see yeah. director um, kennedy miller that's like was his producing partner yeah so it has this kind of uh you know uh i don't want to say like action moviness thing too but it has this like not really like, this kind of like well, almost like a slow burn, you know, survival this, and this energy sea. where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this guy could do yeah. at any point. In a, you know, and in there's in also an, the elements. In an enclosed environment with this, you know, on the yeah. wide ocean with not, with scary not a guy. thing in sight, you know yeah. what I mean? And so it's kind of, she's outwitting him and yeah, Nicole Kidman, probably the youngest I've ever seen her in a movie. Yeah. Um, other than very like strong BMX performance. bandits. Well, I never saw that. <laughs> we still got to watch that. Uh, Sam Neill really, he always looks the same Sam Neill. Sam Neill's great. He's wearing he's like always uh, great. Uh, I was saying it's like a proto Alan Grant outfit in that. He's well, got his denim shirt. He's got the, the blue shirt. He's got the aviators. It's same glasses. Yeah, he's yeah. got the pants. So it's about him sort of surviving. He's got to use he's like yeah. in the Australian Navy. You know, mm-hmm. he's got to like uh, uh, survive this sinking ship and kind of use all of his skills to kind of like get out of the situation. It's really good. Really yeah. well done. And I mean, I will say the movie is bookended by two amazing <laughs> scenes. You have to see this movie just for the opening scene okay, and yeah. the end scene. And they are standing ovation there worthy. is a car crash that something yeah that ending scene though was that is I, hilarious I, I could not I, I was feeling the george miller a little bit on that oh big time yeah <laughs> 
but yeah, you got to watch this movie. Um, if you can find it, I'm sure it's available somewhere. For sure, yeah. Um, it, it's definitely worth a watch. And, yeah, dead uh, Calm. Dead Calm. Calm. Yes. Um, and that's, I think, I think that's... That's uh, it. I think, I think we've covered everything it. on my list. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening. And sorry that the full team is not here this week. But hopefully you enjoyed us talking about... Uh, you know, a little bit of a variety, and I promise next week we will be back to uh, we will be back to our regularly scheduled program. Should we give the people a little hint to what what we're covering next week? Well, it's a listener's choice. It is a listener's choice. Uh, um, it's a John Waters this? film. A John Waters film. Okay, yeah, that could be a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the hint. It's a John Waters film. Um, so yeah, that'll be out in two weeks, and we'll for you Patreon listeners. Patreon.com slash no such thing is a bad movie. We'll, we'll have a Patreon episode out next what's, week what's as that? usual. And it's a, it's a, if all things goes according to schedule, it should be about the new, um, what's his name? Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle movie. Babylon. Bab, bab, Babylon. <laughs> Babylon. <laughs> yeah. Abalone. Uh, yes. And we should all, all three of us should be on that. Uh, hopefully Justin is feeling better. <laughs> I know he's got a lot to say. His, his letterbox review is hilarious. Yeah, it definitely, uh, <laughs> he definitely had a lot of <laughs> expletives ex- expletive yeah. to say. Um, but yeah, uh, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. And if you want to email us, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And if you want, we're also on Twitter at no such thing pod. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at April Edmansky. And I'm on uh, Twitter at Sergeant Zima, S G T Z I M A. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Check out all these, these yeah, things maybe, we maybe, talked maybe about. Maybe check out some of these things. You if might you're like looking them, for something you new might to not. watch. You might like them, you might not. But uh, yeah, there's, lo- there's a lot of stuff on uh, streaming and in theaters. And there's a lot of stuff out right now. Mm-hmm. So try and get yourself out of the... Uh, uh, January blues. Speaking of blues, go see Avatar. (laughs) Speaking of speaking speaking of of blues, blue elves. (laughs) And uh, thanks for dropping by. I'm April Mansky. I'm Colin Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie or TV show.